Welcome to the Hypo Resolve podcast and today we will be talking about the engagement with regulators in Hypo Resolve. My name is Renza Shabilia and I'm the host of the podcast. I'm a member of the Hypo Resolve um, Patient Advisory Committee or PAC, which I have been since the Hypo Resolve project kicked off almost two and a half or over two and a half years ago now. So I'd like to introduce today's um, guests. We have Jens Heisterberg, um, who is the lead of Work Package 8. And we also have Ken Tate, who is one also on the Patient Advisory Committee. I'm going to throw over to the two of you. Perhaps you can do a brief introduction for yourselves and then um, start some questions. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say to each other today. Jens, let's start with you. Thanks, Renza. Well, I'm Jens, as you said, uh, Renza. I'm actually only the co-lead of, 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 of the regulatory interactions um, as part of the Hyperresolve project. I'm a medical doctor. By, by training. Um, I've had background as a, as a regulator. And when I talk about regulators here, that's the public officials, the civil servants who are, are dealing with evaluating uh, drugs uh, when they are approved. Um, I was a regulator until about um, four and a half years ago. And now I work for a pharmaceutical company, um, um, Novo Nordisk, which is based here in, in Copenhagen. Thanks. Wonderful. And Ken, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm a, a type 2 diabetic um, and I've been on insulin for since 1999. Um, and I'm a psychotherapist uh, by day. And I enjoy doing what I'm doing with uh, Hyper Resolve. Wonderful. Okay, so... We've got a lot of terminology that we use in HypoResolve. We use work packages. We will have explored these sorts of things in other podcasts as well. So uh, we will be mindful and try very hard not to, I guess, delve into HypoResolve language. We will keep things as, um, as clear as possible. But I'm going to take a step back now because I'm really interested in hearing Ken and Jens have a conversation about the work um, of this of this um, particular part of Hyperresolve. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what, what you have to say to each other. Take it away, Ken. I think you've got some questions, haven't you? I have, uh, indeed. And uh, good morning, Jen, and thank you for uh, joining us. Um, what is your overall aim of uh, the the project that you're on just now? Well, the idea of, 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 of this so-called regulatory work package that I'm uh, co-leading is really to 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 foster a dialogue uh, between the, the project, the Hyperresolve project, and uh, regulators. Not only regulators, but also other sort of public officials, the ones who determine price and reimbursement and things like that. But primarily regulators. And when I talk about regulators, that's the as I as I alluded to, that's the the government officials who are dealing with evaluating uh, new drugs that come on the market. Uh, unlike uh, other industries, pharmaceutical industry cannot just develop a drug and then put it on the market without it having been approved before by by regulators. And because uh, regulators mean a lot in terms of of the drugs they approve and also how the drugs are used, uh, regulators are really important um, when, when dealing with, with new medicines and also uh, diabetes medicines. In, in Europe, where, where, where most of us, at least where we, you and I am uh, situated right now, Ken, um, uh, all diabetes drugs are, 
I licensed uh, via the uh, European Medicines Agency, which used to be located in London, but because of the Brexit, it's now located in, in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. So that's our, that's the sort of the primary regulator that we're dealing with. But there are also regulators across the world. Uh, for example, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, uh, located in, in Washington, uh, D.C. in the U.S. Okay. <laughs> so it's quite a unique area that uh, you're actually working in. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it's one of many sort of one of the many puzzles that 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 that, that, that need to be sort of fit into uh, the, the the puzzle when 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 uh, dealing with with drug development and getting drugs approved. So so we are just a, a minor puzzle in in the big picture um, when 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 talking about uh, drugs and drug approvals. Okay. So why do we need regulators? What's what's their purpose? I, th I think the purpose is that 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 um, that medicines are, are associated with 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 risks, and in order to 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 sort of balance and make sure that the benefits benefits of new drugs uh, sort of outweigh the risks, there need to be sort of an independent body, and that will then be the regulators in order to to ensure public. Uh, uh, to 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 ensure public health and that 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 that, that uh, dangerous drugs are sort of not not put on the market. Okay, you know that uh, both friends and myself are actually on the patient advisory committee, which is uh, people with diabetes in this case. Um, our uh, other uh, patients uh, used in regulatory uh, circumstances. Yeah, that's a very good question, Ken. Uh, because until uh, not that many years ago, um, you could say the the good unquote quote unquote old days. I think uh, medical doctors uh, they thought they knew the interests of their patients and that expert could speak on behalf of of patients, and there was not really a need to to ask the patients uh, when 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 uh, talking about drug development and drug approval. But that has uh, changed quite significantly over the, the past, I would say, 10, 15 years or perhaps a little longer. So the tendency is that, that, that patients, they get more and more, more and more involved in, in drug development and also the licensing process or the regulatory process of, of dealing with, with, with the new medicines. Okay. So it's, do you find that uh, having a patient, uh, with you is useful or is that uh, something that you're not very keen on? Yeah, I think actually I've changed a bit over the years. So I, I, I think, I think I perhaps in the old days, I, I belonged a little bit to the, the old school, uh, but I've actually changed my opinion quite a bit. And I've seen many examples, both as at the time when I was a regulator, but also now when I'm uh, representing pharmaceutical industry i've seen so many uh, cases of of uh, of patients providing really significant input into uh, into the drug development process and also the drug licensing process that i'm uh, now uh, well totally convinced that that patients have and should have a, an important role in in, uh, in 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 providing input uh, to drug development and also to the licensing process when regulators uh, approve drugs. 
can these regulatory bodies and researchers even uh, make uh, help patients be more uh, comfortable with the, uh, their involvement? Can, uh, can I clearly picture uh, uh, that it must be very intimidating uh, sometimes to 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 enter a big meeting room with lots of experts, one of some of the perhaps the finest experts in the world uh, within a certain area. So I think it's important that 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 regulators uh, sort of uh, create an atmosphere for patients when they engage in, uh, for for example, in the, in the regulatory process of approving drugs, that they feel comfortable uh, and they and that they are welcome. And I know that, for example, the European Medicines Agency um, makes a lot of effort in 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 order for for patients to feel uh, welcome. And also to to be useful uh, in 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 the drug licensing process. How has patients helped you in in your work as uh, the, on the regulatory area? I think patients have uh, have helped me really understand that the the disease uh, much better. Of course, in the hyper result project, uh, we are we dealing with hyperglycemia. Uh, which is obviously a, a side effect to, 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 to many insulin treatments, for example, insulins. And I think patients have really helped me understand. Of course, be, being a medical doctor, I knew what hyperglycemia wa was, and I also uh, knew uh, many of the symptoms of hyperglycemia. But what patients uh, in this project have really taught me is uh, how many aspects of, of daily life that that, that uh, hypoglycemia actually has an impact on uh, areas that I was actually, to be honest, totally unaware of. I think it has been a very useful uh, to have uh, patients as, as part of the hyperresolve project uh, on on very uh, on many many aspects of of the project. Of course, the um, the regulatory actions that I'm involved in right now. Uh, which has to do with getting regulatory input to the development of a new tool, a new instrument that we are developing as part of the HyperResolve project, namely a patient, so-called patient-reported outcome tool, which is really a tool that tries to sort of capture uh, patient input in an unfiltered way um, when, 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 when addressing hyperglycemia. Of course, that involves patients in so many ways. Uh, also, the development of this pro tool will actually uh, involve uh, patients. Um, uh, so I think this this particular project that we are now about to talk to regulators about uh, here, uh, the, the 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 patient input, the impact of the patient input will just be enormous. Do you, how how do you think we can help you even more in in that area? I think, of course, there, there are two sides of this. I think your input to 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 the development of the pro will be will be uh, plentiful. Uh, I think you can, uh, uh, when your input into into the pro uh, development, the patient reported outcome instrument that we are about to 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 de develop will really be be crucial in terms of providing very practical input. Uh, into the various aspects of, of that particular project. Uh, for example, feasibility. Is this at all meaningful and doable uh, in patients? Can this be understood by patients and, and uh, aspects, uh, aspects like, like that? 
I think when dealing with with uh, regulators, I think uh, your input into this process is also about sort of uh, providing the context for what we are doing. This is really uh, about uh, about patients experiencing uh, a troublesome side effect to 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 insulin treatments. Uh, I think you can help us um, set the stage. Uh, when dealing with regulators, we would like very much like to 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 have you participate in the um, in the interactions and the meetings we'll have with the European Medicines Agency. One particular thing that I've noticed every time there's a uh, every time patients are, are are participating in 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 meetings with regulators, for example, between industry and and regulators, one thing I've noticed is that the dynamic dynamics of of the meeting changes uh, changes a little bit. I would say uh, that it almost becomes a little bit it becomes a nicer meeting, a less cynical meeting. Not that that the contagious uh, issues will not be discussed, but I think having patients on board uh, sort of command, commands a little respect, both uh, within the regulators and also within the industry representatives uh, uh, present at the meeting. And I've actually had colleagues, regulatory colleagues. Uh, Say the same that the thing that 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 having patients on board at meetings uh, sort of changes uh, the nature of the meetings a little bit to the better. Jens, I wanted to pick up on something that you were just saying though, where you said that when you bring people with health conditions, and in this instance, obviously it's people with diabetes, into meetings, it changes, um, uh, you know, just the, the overall sentiment, I guess, of what the meetings are and um, and the mood in the room. Do you think part of that is because we have that real? You can't escape humanizing a condition when you have the humans who are living with it telling their stories is that is that storytelling piece really important do you think i think that's key that yeah. that is key yeah. because because it, the human uh, the human aspect is, is 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 really important when you just sit along experts uh, of course many of the experts they see patients on the daily basis but but still yeah. it can it can, a discussion among experts can become very, I wouldn't say dehumanizing because that, I think that's too strong a word. Uh, yes. But 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 sometimes we we really lose track and and sometimes there's a tendency to to, to forget what is uh, what is this really all about. And I think yeah. I, I think yeah, patient involvement uh, can really um, uh, play a crucial uh, uh, a crucial uh, role. One particular aspect that I'm that I'm very uh, interested, interested. I would really like to avoid, and I know that sometimes patients have felt that that involving patients uh, can sometimes become sort of a little bit of a of a sort sort of a tick box a tick box exercise, uh, a little mm -hmm. like like uh, regulators and industry will say, oh, we need to involve patients uh, because. Yeah. Uh, we need to tick this box, patient involvement. Ah, now we've done, we've ticked that box and now we can sort of pursue uh, and continue. And that's, that's th this is something that I, I really want to, to avoid. So perhaps I would like to, to ask you, uh, Ken, and also you, Renza, uh, sure. whether you've experienced that in your, in, in, in your dealing with industry and in, in your, in your, in your dealing with, with regulators. Uh, and how we 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 can avoid that hap from happening? 
Oh, look, I, I've only experienced that in the 22 years that I've lived with diabetes. Um, <laughs> I, I think that um, I, I, I really appreciate, though, that you have acknowledged the token nature of this engagement at times because it really, it really can be. And I think that this has been something that we've had constant conversations about um, throughout the journey of HypoResolve is how can we utilise the pack and how can we feel that we are being utilised as much as possible and providing real input? Um, and I think Bastian um, said it best when in one of the earliest meetings, so Bastian is another member of our patient advisory committee, and he said, don't come to me and ask me for feedback. I don't want, I don't want to give feedback. I want to be feeding in throughout the process. And, you know, we've had so many conversations Bastian and I, um, over the years of working in advocacy, where we feel this level of frustration because the point where you bring in, where, where we're brought in, is usually at the moment where, you know, whoever it is, whether it be industry, whether it be, um, you know, an organization developing resources, whether it be a healthcare setting, is about to hit print and de deliver what it is that they've developed. Mm. They haven't had that engagement. And at that point, it's too late. So I think for me, it, it's a really simple process. It's who who is the end user or the, you know, of whatever it is that you're doing and bring them in at the beginning before you even decide what it is that you're going to be doing. Find out if that's actually something that's relevant. And then it's every single step of the way. It's a true partnership. And I think that that's what's been missing is that that partnership really. Um, that That's my experience. I'm only one person living with diabetes. Ken, I'm not sure what your experience has been. but And sorry to be blunt, but that's you know, that really has been my experience, unfortunately. Yeah, I think I agree with you, uh, Renza, quite a lot. There is um, a lot of people... You, as Jen's saying, it just becomes a tick box exercise, you know, or we've uh, asked a, a patient to come on board, come to a meeting. Uh, yeah, okay, we've done that. Uh, let's uh, move on. And it becomes very, as you would say, in a sense, a partnership. We need that partnership between uh, not only our, um, between ourselves and researchers and, and drug companies and everything else, but also healthcare professionals to be uh, uh, to move forward with any uh, design of any drugs or uh, needs or, that uh, go around. Very interesting to think about how we move that needle from purely um, looking at some sort of metric. I think, you, you know, you were talking, Jens, about things that could be measured really, really clearly and easily to more of that experience and those the, the the outcomes that people report and the things that are important to people and and measuring that sort of impact because I, I think for so long it simply has been well does this improve A1C and that that seems to be the starting and end point without the consideration of that is such a small part of actually living with diabetes it's you know where is the measurement of of you know any reduction in burden or you know just how we feel about things and our quality of life and and you know our sleep quality and all of these other things that i know they're harder to measure but they're often the really meaningful part of you know when when we consider that something is a real success Prescribers, physicians and regulators, they have sort of traditionally always liked sort of very objective hard endpoints, something that's easy to measure with no variability uh, scores they could calculate, uh, calculate and analyze on. So this thing about 
this thing about measuring directly from the patients in an uncensored way how the patient feel feels and functions this is also this is something uh, relatively new to 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 regulators uh, that they have to deal with but i think there's a growing uh, recognition that this is really important i think where this sort of started was really within oncology within cancer where where uh, 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 as you know there, there are some 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 cancer drugs that are that really have some trouble some uh, side effects and 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 where the benefit what was perhaps only a few months additional survival and here it was really hard for 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 regulators to 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 figure out is this really worth uh, worthwhile putting on the market so i think i think oncology and and the cancer area really pioneered uh uh pr pros patient reported outcomes but 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 now there, there there's recognition that 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 pros are important not only uh, when when dealing with these uh, very toxic drugs, but also other drug areas where there's burdensome side effects and where there's really a sort of a balance to be struck between the benefits of a drug and uh, and the side effects, uh, where where, uh, uh, where patient input is 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 really crucial to get the balance right and to figure out if whether the benefit risk balance of uh, of the drug drug is is favorable or not. So I want patient involvement uh, to to be meaningful. It's not nice to be asked to do something just because somebody wants to tick a box. If you're invited to to involve yourself in something, then it's because you want to be listened to, you want to be heard, and you want to have an impact on the on the process. And I think we still in drug development need to spend more time and more energy on defining exactly where is uh, patient involvement and patient input meaningful and where is it perhaps less meaningful so we avoid uh, all these uh, all these uh, sort of uh, exercises that that that, that annoy 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 patients and are just about sort of uh, yeah uh, ticking a, 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 a ticking a green box Jens, thank you so, so much for coming and having a chat with us. I think that um, one of the, the things that's been difficult this year with COVID is that we just didn't get the chance to all come together with our um, AGM like we do once a year, at least, where we, we really do get a chance to, to just sit around and, and have more of a conversation. But I think the other thing that's great about this is that, as well as Ken and I now knowing lots more about what's going on with, with your work area, is that hopefully people listening have got a better understanding of how this all fits in with the very big puzzle that is HypoResolve because it is a huge project. But thanks so much for coming on today and having a chat with us. Thank you very much. Thank you.